Hi folks, welcome to another edition of the Constos Convos podcast. Today's guest is my friend Eddie Esdale. Eddie's an engineer and photographer. Today we speak mainly about landscape photography, how we go about it, and of course a few of our journeys that we've had along the way. Hopefully a few of you inspiring photographers will get something out of it. As always, thanks for tuning in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Constos Convos podcast. Mr. Esdale, you all right? How are you doing? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Listen, thanks very much for doing this podcast today, mate. Uh, in the intro that I mentioned, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on today is because you're two of my kind of favorite things. You're a photographer, but you're an engineer. I'm a photographer, but I'm not a very smart guy. You're a very smart guy, and you can reverse engineer stuff. Like, how do we do that picture? And you're like, I know how we do it. I know where they went. I can check on my computer. I know the exact point they took it. And me and you, uh, I'd say, how long have we been doing the landscapes kind of together now? Maybe a good few years now, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, when mate. the first time was, but aye, been out a fair few times. So, Eddie, we used to actually work together years ago when we were both at college, right? Uh, Eddie was, well, sorry, you at uni. I'm the dummy at college. You, you went to uni. <laughs> I've, so, just not, I've just not been found out yet, mate. <laughs> so you went to be, you were doing engineering and I was doing photography, right? So we worked in B&Q, hardware store. I'll show you, aye. Uh, good, good old days. And then I hadn't seen you for a long time and you bumped into it and I think you'd started getting in photography, didn't you? Aye, it was always a... Uh, Always kind of dabbled in photography, but didn't really have a clue what I was doing. It was always on the auto mode, and it wasn't totally. You got to start somewhere, mate. Yeah. And I remember you, like you hooked up, and I could say, "Well, fuck. when I meet guys, I can tell when they really get into photography." I know people that enjoy photography, uh, use their phones, and just they enjoy the process because you don't necessarily need to love photography. To if you go somewhere nice, people are like, "Oh, look, I took this picture of this uh, sunset with the Hank Bry," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's nice because I can see they're happy and enjoy it," but. I meet some guys like Mark that we've had in the podcast that have got that poof, you know, real passion to get good and they want it because it's a learn, learning curve, isn't it? Yeah, learning. definitely. Aye. You need to have a bit of, you need to have the passion. You start kind of learning all the apertures, ISO, so how it yeah. works and the investment. Would you agree? Because it's expensive. Yeah. Just more in nature. It's kind of like, I kind of go down a, a rabbit hole with things. Anything I'm interested in, I end up just geeking out on it and like, YouTubing and Googling and uh, can I get obsessed with it? But I suppose that's how you kind of develop into it with things. So. No, absolutely, mate. Yeah, the only thing that recently, like with this podcast, is what you says is like I went down the rabbit hole of uh, podcasting, how to record and do it. But sometimes as well, you can just keep on looking and not do it. So you need to Aye. go out and do it and make the mistakes. It's a very good point, mate. A lot of people you see online get too caught up on lens specs and what are perfect. Ah, uh, you know, just go and take some photos <laughs> like, and then fuck up a wee bit uh, and then readdress that and exactly. get better. Like I think like, that was a big thing with me. Like I was scared to make mistakes for a lot of things, and I'm like, well, you can't be that way. So I said we we got back together, and I'm like, he's get this spark. It was the days of flicker. That's right, aye. You know, and that was a good competition because you wanted as many followers and likes and stuff, likes which we all kind of do. But when that was the first one, and I'm like, I seen your picture, and I'm like, God, man, Eddie's not talk shit. He's getting into this. Aye. And Appreciate that, mate. I was into like landscapes, but didn't act- actively pursue them, which I do now with the, the hill walking up in the mountains and, you know, driving through the night, which we do. But you're the ones I'm like, how did he get that? 
slow shutter speed during the day and stuff. And I talked up with you and I'm like, what do you do? And you're like, you never had the Lee filters, mate. <laughs> it's funny. Neutral density filters and things. It's funny you say that. It was like the absolute opposite for me. Uh, I was like looking at all the stuff you were doing. I'm like, how the hell does he do that? Like the portraits and all that sort of stuff. Post-processing is that my thing. I've been doing it for ages. People are like, how do you like, how do you do this stuff? And I'm like, well, you we just got to find your way, ain't you? It's like, uh, obviously landscapes is where I kicked off when I properly got serious about it and kind of learned how to actually take a photo and manual settings for it uh, kind of thing and um, kind of done that for a few years but since the kids have been born it's kind of flipped I'm now like I need to actually make an effort to go out and get the landscapes taken now and I'm mostly taking pictures of the kids or people or whatever you know so but I think even that develops like I actually like mixing the two I like taking portraits of people in cool landscapes as well and doing it that way Aye, so yeah. yeah sometimes I'm just doing landscapes sometimes I'm just doing people but I like to converge the two but you had done stuff and I'm like wow so we reached out and I'm like god this guy's put the work in because you had done what I'd done as well initially as like you joined the form Aye, that's it. I've learned pretty much everything I know on photography apart from stuff you've told me is basically through the, the forum I'm on yeah and right? learning what other people are yeah. doing and picking up the nuggets now like Facebook's kind of group, the, the groups have kind of overtook that you don't really get the forms have died away uh, I, actually, find. I, I don't use Facebook anymore, but uh, so I'm still, I'm the old timer, I'm still on the forum, but... Uh, Is the forum I still, still going? Uh, aye, there seem to be, it seems to be certain brand sections of the forums have died away and other ones have kicked off. You know, the Sony one, uh, or like Fred Miranda, for example, the Sony one's booming, but the Canon one's fell away. Well, but, funny, like, because Sony has not been on the scene that long, aye. and now you're a Sony guy, you know, we're going to geek out here today because I'm with an engineer and I'm a photographer and I'm a geek that way and people say that these cameras don't matter and the equipment doesn't matter it, well if you are really pushing the boundaries I think which we have done you know like you can some of this equipment's not allowing us to do the creative stuff or yeah. the technical stuff we want to do anymore and like you even doing was it called Magic Lantern or something yeah back in the Canon, Canon. done Magic Lantern yeah that kind of opened up a so you, range you, of stuff that you, you explain that a wee bit like uh, it was basically a firmware hack, I suppose a hack you'd probably call it well uh, what's a firmware for people break it down a wee bit more mate uh, that's beyond my, <laughs> I'll try my best mate but well it's like a software in your camera basically uh, each uh, camera's got a firmware built in and that's your menu system and what functionality the manufacturer lets you use basically um, the Sony's have became popular these days because they have they basically open up all sorts of things for you right from the get go whereas Canon I've never shot uh, Nikon but Canon was always like incremental four years later they would bring out the next revision of the camera and you'd get a wee bit more but you still wouldn't have the stuff that their top line pro camera would have whereas Sony's kind of there you go everybody do, do everything from the from the start so back in Canon days um, Magic Lantern was a company that done a firmware hack essentially you fire it on you download it fire it on your memory card put it in the camera and it opens up all these other things uh, within the camera that you couldn't do from or you'd need other equipment you need other equipment. No, like timers because like yeah. me and eddie done the thing a while back where uh, i just posted the other day i, I photographed it we basically taken lock lomond pitch black yeah, like we we we've got the torches, didn't we, to focus on if there's a tree or whatever, and we've just grabbed that tiny bit of light that's maybe coming in from the next village or the next town, and like five minute exposures and so on, and you you could actually do that. I had to use another bit of equipment plugged in, so that's cool. And I said with Sony, you're getting such clean files as well because a lot of these camera files break down after that long. You're getting yeah. all the dead pixels and exactly. I mean, if you're you kind of touched upon it a minute ago, is like the cameras you you don't need the IQ that the top ones give you 
to take a good photo, but it does allow you, you know, you still take a, if you're a bad photographer, you, you haven't put the work into composition and exposure, no, this is like, you take a bad photo, but yeah. if you're getting to a decent pushing level, boundaries. pushing boundaries, the, the top, the, you know, the new Sonys, for example, um, they'll just allow you to push that wee bit further, it's it's good for that reason. Yeah, because I remember we went to one place and I think I was still shooting probably, I did probably had newer cameras, but I think it was using the old D700s, which I loved. I've actually, I had about three or four of them Aye. during the years because I loved it so much and you had these files and it was just so clean and I think Sony is, they're going to start destroying everybody. Like Nikon, which I'm heavily invested in me, I've got like eight lenses or something, the cameras, flash units and everything. So it's like for me to change is gonna cost me I went through the pain. Uh, the, You've done it a few times, mate, don't you? I am a jump about a bit. You can jump, I settle jump ship. This is the longest I've been on a on a manufacturer. Can I went I had a Fuji phase and then back to Canon, then I had a Sony phase when the first uh, A seven R came out. And then there was certain things with that it just the autofocus wasn't quite there yet. Uh, ended up going back to Canon briefly and that kind of made me realise no, I, don't, I don't want to go back to this kind of lump of a camera Yeah. Um, and then I went A7R2 and then from there I've never looked back but it was it was easier transitioning to Sony from Canon because you get the adapters and stuff especially for landscapes you don't need to worry about the fast autofocus stuff you can get the you can get the lens connected you, you were combining the stuff it. that you loved like obviously you like the compactness of the Fuji right and it's great you're taking everywhere but you had that Eddie's got a tilt shift lens, which is an architectural lens where you can you you've done a really cool stitch, three part stitch that make it yeah. seamless. So yeah. you're kind of combining the good stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm ready. I wanna I'm eyeing up that A seven three. Ah yeah, nice. Because I'm doing I do a lot yeah. of video as well as photography now and yeah. you know the Nikons you can be done, but it makes it a lot harder, doesn't it? Aye. And, Don't get me wrong, the jumping about for brand to brand it's has cost me a lot of money mate <laughs> but again that's why mate is why your you, your pictures for me like people seeing it they would just naturally assume that you're a professional photographer you put the work in you invest the time and the effort and not everybody's willing to do that and it says we've we've like the, up at the crack of dawn up Glencoe we were talking about earlier that me and Eddie like I've got some of my favourite shots shot in a day where the snow came down yeah. we got up at I think we left maybe five or six in the uh, morning get up there o'clock. rubbish light and then we were driving back and the sun was starting to rise and it just hit all the snow there and it was just it, it was, was epic snow. like nice fairy tale indeed. stuff uh, wasn't fairy it fairy tale stuff is a good way so we I, I was just there it was like a film set that we went it was like you couldn't have designed this any better looking and obviously been forecasted for snow and we had it so all the snowboarders and skiers are coming up but they've slept in or something, probably scooped the night before, feeling a wee bit rough or whatever, and then we could, they couldn't get parked, they couldn't get in, and this line of traffic, going back for miles, it was great, driving back, driving going like, thank God I'm not in that, and could not wait to edit those pictures. It was an epic day, it was, it was hard to take a bad photo, in reality. It and like, it's funny, because we've we done the hard thing, we climbed up, me and Eddie climbed up a, a mountainside with snow, yeah, pitch black almost to get to a vantage point that we could see. What do you call that stretch? Uh, is that the? Yeah, it comes through uh, Rannoch Moor. You kind of see the buckle in the background, and that, that was the idea. We were going to try and look towards that, but it was just it was too hard going. Just the flat light. I've done light. The, the photo stitch thing. Get this, but it just the light was what makes and it wasn't happening. And then coming back, like Eddie, pull over, and he's like, "We're going to pull over." <laughs> so I just stop in the middle of the Cars road. Cars <laughs> getting stuck and everything. It was just it was like you know what they call that? That's the perfect storm. <laughs> it all came together. Storm. <laughs> Right place, right time. Yeah, quite literally. Aye. So, as I said, we're going back. Like Eddie's an engineer, uh, betrayed, 
So he's great for seeing ideas and stuff and he can, what they call, reverse engineers. Like, how did they get that cool shot? Because some people are just like, oh, that's cool. It's like magic. <laughs> You're like the David Blaine that looks at stuff and like, I want to do that trick. Aye, what is it that is drawing my eye to that shot? I like it. I yeah, and I want to recreate that yeah. and I'm going to start from this point and I'm going to break it down to the, till I can do it. So we've been to some wicked places and I know on our internet is throwing up you know, a lot of ideas, like we go to these photo spots in Scotland that are known, you just, it's all dead quiet and you turn around the corner, there's like three buses of Chinese tourists out with the rest <laughs> of the street shots because it's it's a cool thing. You yeah. get out there, you get exercise, you're getting the technical aspect, yep. uh, you're getting the artistic side of yourself, you know, you're creating, you're going back and it's such a good feeling that maybe if you've been freezing, you've been wet and you get back to your house and you sit in front of the computer and you edit the picture of what you envisioned, it's yep. such a good buzz, isn't it? And you're learning the whole time, you know, you, you realise sometimes you get back and you go, oh, I wish I'd done that, wish I'd done this, should I focus there or whatever, you know. And you're, I go on and doing this, what we were saying is like, uh, we've been out, like we'd spoke just there and it says, we've been to places and you get nothing, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's nothing we just drove over there, it was dog shit, we never got what we wanted, but then the joys of the landscape you learn and it says, always trying to get that one picture. Exactly. And I think a healthy competition in a way. Ah, yeah, it is, it's always. Because you do stuff and I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> How did you see that? And then you learn, I think, I think healthy competition no, make pushes you. Exactly. That's how you get better. Not to it. be that, like the PC culture thing. It's like, I, I want to be nice to people. I feel good, nice, you know, be nice to someone. I like to be treated nice, but we're taking away certain things, the aspects that humans need and like competition really pushes you. See, if you're crap at something, somebody beats you and you want to get, you will get better. Exactly. It's if like, you just walk away, like you, that's fine. Do that, but don't be scared of competition. It'll bring out the best in you. You might never reach as good as somebody is. Yeah, yeah. But, but you'll be the best version of yourself, won't exactly. you, to try and get there? Especially, you know, like you're saying, we go out at night time, go out, same shooting location, go together, and then you come back, and we know we've both got shots, and then I'm like, edit mine, I'm like, I wonder what Bryce did with his. <laughs> when, when you're pushing yours up, yours. <laughs> But it is. And no, I, I want you to get that killer shot too, because half the time I've seen the shot you've done. Yeah. We can be in the same place, but maybe using different focal lengths, slightly different visions yeah, of how we post as well aye. yeah and you go oh, something and granted that and, do something like, end up with two completely different photos that are both brilliant uh, both i've got my own photo brilliant there but you know yeah but you both know, good well photos. it's probably what your your and, best uh, stuff but they're different you know because it's our own vision you know well uh eddie was just showing me there uh i started photography it was all film right so hand developed film with the chemicals and stuff and then into the dark room you know development again so I love that process of getting the right contrast, tones, exposure, dark. You could play, you could get the creative. Uh, and then digital hit, and I was like, whoa, it's opened up this whole new world. So then I wanted to go back to hand print, well, hand printing, but get a printer that I can do my test prints, mess about. And it, it was crap. You know, <laughs> just they'd fade quick, the colour would turn, and you just couldn't get a look. But sometimes I, I love the whole experience. You know, I've still got yeah, ones yeah. that are in frames and stuff, but I've came up to Eddie's and he's got this bad boy Canon printer and Aye, see the so, stuff that so new, this is doing. A new purchase. Just to, just to kind of add that, you know, the whole fun of planning where you're going to go and then the whole fun of going and taking the photo. And then I like, I love post-process. I know a lot of people take a photo and they don't want to touch it after that. But oh, I, I, I love that. it. It's just, it's like, um, you know, it lets me be creative at times, you know. Um, but, the printing, I was thinking thinking about it for a long time and eventually decided oh, I'm going to give us a bash and I'm so glad I did. I'm only a couple of months in now, but it just gives it that other dimension of, right, I've now post-processed it, banged it onto Flickr and banged it onto the forum or whatever, wherever I send them normally. 
and then that was normally the end point. But which it shouldn't be, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you shouldn't like be selecting the paper you want to print it on, thinking of the. Um, you need to print how you're going to frame it. Or you know, it's a, you've taken control of the full thing now, which is great because yeah. even uh, I send away for like my prints, my personal ones, and for my clients as well, and. To be fair, I send it like we were lucky. We've got one in Glasgow yeah, or the like, Greater Glasgow area, Loxley, yeah. Loxley yeah. that is renowned. I know a Spanish photographer that gets his stuff printed there, right? Yeah. We're very lucky to have it at back door, and I, I couldn't fault them. But it must be special. It says just that final it's process, very rewarding, you know, it's... and you're doing it to hundred percent to your vision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to be fair, I, I think that one of my I've got a really good screen. One of them that. They just get it bang on. What I see in my screen is how I get it back to print because sometimes, like, that was the pain. The cheaper ones, it can be brighter. Or that darker, was the pain the at the start. So you try to get the first of all, I realized I need to now calibrate my monitor. So, believe it or not, for all these years, I've been editing digital photos. I never once calibrated my monitor, I've just done it by eye, checked on a few different devices. Oh, it looks fine on my phone, looks fine on the iPad, looks fine on my screen. Jobs are good. And, but it wasn't until I started printing them. I'm like, hold on, this isn't looking right. <laughs> so this to, is Eddie Engineer coming out. So like, like, down another rabbit hole. YouTube videos trying to work Breaking it, it down to what it really is, what the calibration is, is you could be working on your picture on the screen. Like what I'm trying to tell people is like, it could be too bright. Yep, and then the print's too dark. So somebody's looking at it yeah. in another device that's maybe even a bit more even or maybe a bit darker or something yeah, and yeah. it's really pronounced like, oh, Eddie, oh, Eddie, his pictures are dark. No, you know I mean? it's, it's actually made me realise this whole time when I've been thinking my screen, my, my PC, my phone and my iPad all look fine but they actually may have all been the same amount wrong and <laughs> everybody that's got a calibrated monitor will be looking at it going, what the hell is this guy doing? Exactly, you know? but you can get there but it's just I like that refinement and that's what doing this uh, printing is just adding another... Yeah. Step you get for to you to that. keep yep, it. That is exactly yours. what my vision Mate, was. They looked amazing. Some of these papers you're using, it would be hard to do. They looked like the old black and white hand printed one. See so if you stuck a bit yeah. of grain on it, I might have been <laughs> a bit more confused. That's nah, definitely fun. It's opened up a whole other avenue. It's actually making me. I'm now thinking, all right, you know what? I could try and go and photo, photo like I'm starting to think about doing stuff in Glasgow. So I'm going to photograph that. I'll do it in black and white. I'll print it on that certain paper, and I'll get that certain look to it. You know, so. It's getting the creativity going. Sometimes I get in a wee bit of a lull and I'm like... I think a lot of people, but you need that discipline and the want to do things. Uh, but you, you do, because we've been out like Friday night. Right, you want to go out? 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Raining. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's just go anyway. But it's an adventure into We've been exactly. some wicked like, uh, And, you know, I, I'm one of these guys, like, the dark and stuff. I start hearing stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, wait, what's that? I hold brain, sorry. I can't remember what castle was it. Calern? Is that what it's called? Calern? Uh, Kilchon one. They went to yeah, the, the dark path into it. Oh, so that was quite intense. I thought, you know, just, uh, I don't know if I, maybe I, I'm hearing things, but it was just, it was pitch black, wasn't it? Ah, it was. Aye, it was a very the weather wasn't the best and we went around and just, it was really good, man. I you, couldn't do that stuff myself. Aye, and I know you could, but my main place tricking me and I wouldn't enjoy it. I'd be too heightened, you know, just... I, I didn't really, I was kind of like, kept on thinking I was hearing things. And yeah, some people are super cool. Place, Actually, there's another photographer I, I really like. Uh, I haven't been in the podcast and he knocked me back the other day, but that's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Ruben Wu. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you put me on to him. I put on, on because Instagram, I really like I, it because I like the whole, he he adds like a sci-fi sort of look to his pictures. Yeah, it's very otherworldly. And he's pushing boundaries. Probably even people that are vaguely of aware of photography that follow landscape photographer would know his stuff because yep. he is such an original, right? Aye. 
does like the stuff with the drones with the lights on them, so you paint say, yeah, landscapes and like with the drone. Aye. He goes off in these mad places all over the world himself, man. To do it, aye. I wouldn't. I'm, I don't even like doing it myself, but no, I do get. I prefer the, the I company. Like the company I, I, like, I like when we go together and. Uh, I always prefer when there's other people. I like a competition. Not a competition, but the camaraderie, the ideas is why I started this podcast. I like talking shit. You know, I just, I like that whole thing. And when it all comes together, I really enjoy it. Myself is like, I, I'll go out on the camera myself. Yeah. But I mean, in that, like the pushing up, the, the right early in the morning or the really dark at night, it's just not the same doing it. And I don't, we, we need to get you back out, mate. It's been quite I a know, it has been a wee while. We need to actually sort that. I don't know that the other week there. Uh, no, I remember you, you put me on to him and I was like, there's a different, a different world of pictures, you know, and end up um, following quite a lot of cool people on Instagram. I know I know Instagram is used now with people showing pictures of what they had for dinner and all that, but I kind of... I don't mind if it's, if it's nice uh, and I'm not too hungry. <laughs> I only kind of really follow the photography ones. Yeah, I'm the same, find mate. it quite inspiring, you know. It's like, I use it as an inspirational booklet to go on and, like, I'm very... Like, there's no disrespect to me. I've got a couple of different accounts and I try and follow, like, friends and stuff, you yeah, know, just yeah. to see a bit of their life and stuff. But there's, like, one account, my landscape one. It's really just other pro photographers or these landscape guys or people that are really... Yeah, I'm aspiring to be yeah, yeah. or that's where I'm getting my influence from because there's some of these guys. There's actually another one I was showing a guy. Is it Sudkup or something his name is? But he shoots these pictures where it's, like, foggy Americana. Ah, okay. So he's getting the old kind of, I don't know if he, I take it he goes and looks out these cars and stuff or, it's very, it just looks like film sets. Yeah. So he's getting the cool kind of 1960s Americana car sitting there with all the fog and the lights and it's just, he creates this atmosphere and it's just these niches. Was that the guy that does it as an actual set? He'll set it up in streets and all that? And Do you know what I think? think there was a guy that? that I used to look at. I can't. I, I think this guy's another guy. That guy was that. I'm sure this guy worked in the film industry. Ah, he, he used he to set it up whole street and set it up with lighting. And yeah, and ah, he's like a, a very high end guy because that, he's right. getting lighting people yep. and moving cars that's and creating. That's a different level. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I want to aspire to. No yep. disrespect to anybody else if I don't follow you on some of these ones but that's just my own personal thing that I ah, go exactly on same, um, and to be fair like I'll unfollow people that maybe they're not quite hitting what they've been before the foot's off the pedal yeah. or moved on yeah. and stuff and this is no disrespect but that's as you says I'd look through that and I'm dying to go out and shoot stuff Aye. you know we do the urban stuff and but my friend that was on a cook the, who's on the podcast the Rangers photographer he yeah. He's, we spoke about it. It's like he was very committed to sports photography, right? And the landscapes was something maybe think of that. But he's recently going. We go out quite often, and he's the same. Like, well, we'll go, oh, do you follow this guy? Aye, aye. You check him out because I, I think I tagged you and Kirk in a picture the other day from somebody. I can't remember. What it was. Ah, was it him? I'd listened to the podcast. Was it him that takes the pictures of the goals all over the world? Yes, goals? yes. I mean, I heard you talking about that, and I actually meant to look it up afterwards, and it's it's just only just popped into my head. Yeah, now, so but. like. I, I knew you used to really appreciate this one. And it says it's, it's like a, a little club that I've got with guys that we push each other and we help each other. Because when I first started for talking for Eddie, that, this is part of the reason why our friendship really get tight too, is because I came from the old school of photography. It was like, oh, smoke and mirrors. You didn't tell people. Aye. You know, I like these magicians, like, I can do this and you need to work out yourself and that's it. Yeah, and it. that's Aye. fair enough in a way, but I don't like that stuff. No, I mean, not me neither. I'll into the whole, like, when I get into, the, we're going back to the, the forums, I was in a wedding form and this was a good group, good group of photographers. 
some that went on to be huge, right? Some guys I look today and I'm just like, wow, they've just they've committed and just they're flying, right? Yeah. But we had a really good healthy pool of competition and it was the first time like, God, we're helping each other and I was always envious of the California guys, they would get together and do shoots and yeah, push yeah. themselves and I'm like, I love that and you're the same as like I would never hold back stuff from you. I know. If you ask I tell. And I also went through the school that you didn't tell anybody. Yeah. So it was kind of not ingrained, but there's maybe certain things you didn't tell people. Almost, yeah. And so like, if I try and push people and I, I like teaching. I, I honestly wouldn't know anything I know to do with photography if people hadn't told me and I'd ask the questions. That's what I like about the forum. I'm, I'm, uh, we've got a kind of sub, a Sony subgroup at the minute and it's the same guys that uh, there's maybe like Maybe. Your gangs went over there as I well. Know, it's a few, you know, it's a few of us, your mates. I've never met any of them, you know, they're all over the world. Yeah, but we, you we say always that, talk to each right? other. And... and I spoke about that. Listen to this, right? So we're both from the same town, right? Yep. You can't help where you were born and things, right? I'd have been further away for you, mate. If and I had the yes, choice, we've <laughs> also got, we've got pals that you'll always be pals with. Yep. They're just very similar to you. You grow up in the same culture and you just think that. But the cool thing with the internet is you can find guys that, you're so much alike. Yeah, that, that same. You know, like I had a, a pal, and I don't know if I've spoken about Alan before, but Alan I met on a forum as well, right? So I'm a Scottish Greek in Claybank, right? <laughs> He's African-American in Harlem, right? Well, I grew up in Harlem. Yeah. But we both love soccer. You know, well, he calls it soccer, yeah, football. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, for saying that, but <laughs> it's football, right? But he's into that. We love photography. He's into woodworking now. I like woodworking and stuff. And it says that there's just so much in common yeah, there yeah. that it creates a bond. Yeah. And granted, you're not always there in person. I, I end up meeting now and I was over in New York for a job and we hooked up and it was great. It was just like we knew each other. There was no... Ah, that's pretty cool. Aye. No, there was no like, you're like oh, I'm nervous and stuff. You know, <laughs> it was just like, how are you doing now? And it was funny. We take the cameras. We were going to take pictures. And we just like, you want to go for a beer? And I'm like, I would just end up getting scooped. <laughs> <In> the <bag. laughs> but we, the whole time, it was like, just not stop talking. Aye. Because. That's it. It's, it's, me and you, we go for, uh, you know, we're talking about going out these drives at night time. Obviously, we both get kids. And that's, that becomes the easy time to do it when the, the kids are in bed. It's not the best situation for the light. We're not hitting sunsets and sunrises. But you, you find your opportunities. But and push and, and create push, stuff. And be creative. But, you know, we've been driving for sometimes we've been in the car for like four or five hours over the course of the night at times you know and yeah. it's not as if we're sitting there struggling for stuff to, to talk about so and you know I'm like I get excited because I actually get worried and go what oh, else Brian he talks shit man keep away from him you know you're, we're going down Aldi or something oh fuck that's Brian down the bread aisle man keep away from him we don't get away I don't eat bread so they wouldn't catch me in the bread aisle alright but there's just that conversation I know part of the reason why I started this me and you love the Joe Rogan podcast mate you first right I swear if I cut in here, but I'll tell you from my side of things. <laughs> that's cool. That's so cool. first we were uh, obviously going out regular in the car at night time, like we're talking about taking the photos, and you'd be like, "Oh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, I, this guy was on this," guy. and I'm like, "This guy does they shut up about Joe Rogan?" <laughs> I know everybody says like, that. No, I was like, "What the hell?" So I was like, "I need to give us a chance." So I honestly now every single Joe Rogan goes out, I'm listening to. I do a lot of driving for my for my day job, you know, and I'm always in the car, well, not not so much during lockdown, but prior to that, and. Um, you know, I'm at like 20,000 miles a year, 25,000 miles a year kind of thing. So uh, the whole time, I don't listen to music in the car anymore. I just listen to Joe Rogan podcast. It is life-changing. You know, the, the stuff, you, the, the people, people he's had on, and you don't even have to agree with some of the stuff, but like, you know, it's dead, even random. Like, I could talk about anyone that's popped up, but they had David Blaine on the other day. Ah, okay. No, I read that. I've not listened to that one yet. It was fascinating because I was, I was 
I brought my brother into it. He didn't like it at first either. Uh-huh. I put him on and he's like, oh, I've seen, did you see Listen to Joe Rogan? But the David Blaine I listened to it, I wish I watched the video because he's doing tricks and stuff that are very visual. Ah, okay. But again, he was fascinating when going back to people not sharing stuff, but he's discussing where he gets insp- his inspiration. He goes back to the old school, you know, like Harry Houdini, uh, about how he passed and stuff. And it was like the punch to the stomach. Yeah, I think he had like a hemorrhage or something. Uh, right. Right. So he told the story of that. And it's something that he'll take and he'll do. I can't remember who punched him. But then he done like the, he stood in the wall of ice and things. Yeah, and yeah. it was even that thing. He says like, I'd, what we were talking about earlier was like, I studied it all. I done this. And he says, but you got to do it. But it's not until you do it that you realise, shit, he says, what am I going to do when I have to piss? <laughs> he says, I had to piss in front of people. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, it was in the buff or something. But whatever. I think it So... And another one, he says he couldn't sleep. I think it was three days. He says because if I leant up against dice, I'd get frostbite. You know, uh, it would stick yeah, to it. Yeah. He says not even, you're not even thinking of that. And it was just cool that he was going back. And so where where else can we listen to guys like that talk as candid? Yeah. About you know like Elon Musk, Elon Musk. right? A billionaire yeah. started PayPal, the electrical cars. You know the Tesla thing, SpaceX. Yeah. He's pushing burn. This guy is literally for me. He's, he's, listen, uh, he's like a Batman. I don't know if he's quite yet. I think he's a good guy. <laughs> he might be a baddie, right? He might Super overtake villain. the road, right? But <laughs> the intelligence is off the charts. So where can we sit with this guy? He puffed a, a joint with Joe. A, he didn't inhale. He done a Bill Clinton, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you just listen to this guy. And even you listen to him, you're like, my you brother at first is like, he's kind of... Not not born, but he says it was hesitation. Like it was Joe Rogan that says he says you know he's actually what you'd said. He's actually thinking what he's going to say. He's breaking down yours to yep. say, and the answer. He says it's uh, very measured, uh, but he does it naturally. So like you hear the question, and instead of me just starting to talk and rambling my way through until I get going with it, and then away you go. It's me, like, he's like starting over my words and stuff, and he's very precise. Got a five variations of his answer. Maybe. Asperger's to the max, mate. Just crazy, crazy intelligent, genius. The stuff he does, yeah. he, nothing phases him. So we can sit and listen to a guy like that. Why wouldn't you want to enjoy? And it says, like you said, I think you don't like the stand-up comedy ones. I do like some of them. I love uh, it, mate. That's, I love stand-up comedy. So these guys, like stand-up comedians are just mad, crazy people. Uh, That's where that humour comes from. That's where he always hits on. It's like, if you grow up in a nice place and you get a cool life, you probably don't develop that muscle where you have get that wicked wit laser you know razor tongue that you can slag people because yeah. you probably had a bit of shit you went through that's what you developed that muscle so he's just having these guys and the, the truth no bullshit granted joe's all about sponsors now but yeah. in the day it was just they talked about having i think it's good as well it depends on the mood i'm in like uh, if i'm if i want to listen to an elon musk or a brian cox or a what's the what's the physicist guy called uh doesn't matter uh, what one's that i want to know her and i uh, Sorry, mate, I'll come to you in a wee second and I'll blot it out. But, you know, I can listen to them or if I'm just in a mood... Was a guy on recently, like, uh, Dr. Green or something was his name? Or? No, he's, he's been on a few times as well. It's just escaping. I like the Randall Carlson ones. Randall because Carlson, that pushes the pseudoscience. Yeah, but it's like a... It's a fascinating story as well, even if it's fake. You know, and... Neil deGrasse Tyson. At, Sorry, I know it popped into my head, mate. Ah, the big fella, he's ah. good as well. Because he's like the, the science geek that's... Break, you know, he's like a cool guy in a way. But in other days, I just want to sit and uh, or drive and listen to like a Joey Diaz and just something a bit mental. Joey Diaz and all, and I just I love like people talk this whole thing like I don't give a fuck and stuff, and that was the thing he pushes. But now I'm laughing because of the coronavirus, he's shitting himself. Aye, so he doesn't so like not, 
But all these wide array of people, it's like, why wouldn't you want to sit and listen to that? And this is Joe's a good thing is because people relax with him straight away, right? Yeah. They know he is a sharp guy. Yeah. He, what do you call it? An auditor, which I'm not, I can't even pronounce my words properly, but he, he does commentary. He's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. That's two things like, yeah, with the voice. you think yeah. fast on your yeah. feet. He also knows like how to prep and stuff. So and he's bringing on plus, it's just he's a mean machine, so you can't get too cheeky. He's going to put one on your chin, you know what I mean? There's that threat as yep. well. But people know he's cool, so he can be himself. So he just relaxes people from the get-go. From start eye. People feel they can just chat away. Plus the fact, you know, you go into that show and they know they're getting the platform. To, it's not, all right, I've got five minutes. You know, a lot of these famous folk are like, I've got five minutes, I need to tell you everything you need to know about my film, or whatever it is, you know, and they blurt it out. Whereas they, they go into that, they know, right, okay, we can just ease into it, diverge. And, and talk, you know, shoot the breeze, talk about something that's specific to that time or getting into depth what they do. And I'm like, three hours, like people, and I'm bad sometimes, you know, on like YouTube and you're looking, you're like, fuck, man, that's, that's 10 minutes of that video. I don't know if I can sit through it all, man, but I'm going to, you, you, you start to watch that video and you're hooked to it. But the three hours, is like people go like, three hours? And I'm like, you don't need to, digest it the whole time it seemed like I, I used to walk up in Amazon shooting uh, up at their place up in the Fairland so that was yeah. an hour and a half drive up there Yeah. so we're going back so that was the three hours I so I used to download lot, the man. podcast and listen to it and I was like I couldn't wait to get back in the car or something so you get the, the second half aye. Aye, definitely I and that. it says like had everybody on you know photographers comedians uh, just a wide array of people and they all want to go on it aye. they're either pushing their podcast or they're just giving you nuggets of truth and yeah, how it was it yeah because back in the day we we read everything that was through newspapers right television through the bbc everything's controlled and filtered and stuff yeah you know agendas and no conspiracy but literally cleaned up because sponsorships because we'll go back to the forums and this is when i talked about right and i'm not a the most pc of guys right i'll say things but i don't think i'm a mean person on the level, but there's just certain things with human nature that the PC thing really holds people back yeah. and creates a lot of problems. But we don't realise yeah. most people are doing it through goodness what they think. But I was on the forum and I'd photographed. We, we went camping one time and we're having a laugh. And one of uh, a boy we both know, right? I, I won't, we won't get his name, but uh, he's quite a lardy boy, right? So we're having a laugh. He was being a pain in the ass, but he's went for a swim. He's aware of the buff. He's like a beached whale sort of thing. Everybody's <laughs> having a laugh and I've taken a picture of him coming out. Dead funny. You couldn't see his winky or anything. He's covered up. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got wee hands by the way as well, so he, he didn't cover up much. But, <laughs> but I shared that picture on the forum and they get tons of stuff, but it was it was all the photographic puns that started coming out. I was like horribly overexposed here and all these <laughs> things. I get a message from the guy that ran the forum and says, we had to take that picture down. Now, you have to remember, this forums get umpteen pictures of nutty women and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The picture I took, he's no showing any bits. Yeah. It just only implies he's coming out, he's covered up, right? There's somebody offended and complained. The sponsors wanted the, the sponsors of the site wanted it taken down. I can only assume that it's an American site and it's maybe the Christian sort of thing. Ah, uh, yeah. Against homosexuality. Like, live your life. And I'm like, how hypocritical is that? You could go on this thing and see it all. I'm not a fan of naked pictures of dudes either you know but <laughs> live and let live sort of thing and there's just like her uh, but that's why i'm going back to the control of these sponsors you go back and joe it's like they just put it all on the table i find it fascinating no, me after growing up this internet's just blowing up things and that's why joe's blown up, uh, blown up as well you know that's why he is so 
pop, apart from the fact he's cool and he gets the cool people and all that, but the fact that he, it's an open platform and there's no agenda and it isn't what his sponsors are saying to an extent. Maybe it's maybe changed he, recently, I don't know. He's but quite open yeah, about the, the Spotify You can deal, see the sponsor, he's like, well, check out this cool knife and stuff. So aye, it's things that it, he's it into. flat out there, aye, that, um, this is a And some of the stuff, you know, but it's a case of, it's not these big corporate things that want to make it vanilla so it suits everybody. It's like, yeah. he's hitting niches and stuff. He talks about things like you're forgetting, like he does all the hunting. Yeah. So I'm just thinking natural of it. Uh, I never was a hunter or anything, right? I like my meat and that, but I do a bit of fishing, but I'm not all that stuff. But you forget that really gets on... People they can't deal with that. Yeah, people think trophy hunting. So he's getting yeah. hacked. But again, I also spoke to my mum because she's like, oh, I don't like the hunting stuff. And I'm like, mum, you, you love a steak. Done, steak you, love, you know, and I says, you have to remember these guys, they're doing it ethically. Yep. Like if you see these big farms and animals, it probably could put you off your pork chops or whatever, you know. And But they're going out and they're killing that animal in a graceful way. And they're really harvesting these animals to the max. Like yep. I don't know, population like, control and all the rest of it. Yeah. I've really like, the way me and my wife, the way I eat is kind of rubbed her off my wife. My wife, though, she wouldn't eat meat off the bone and stuff. Yeah, she'd only eat chicken breast. But now we have like chicken thighs. I'm like, listen, honey, it's got a bit of fat on it, but it's got the black and white meat on it. It's very tasteful Tasty. and yep. it's cheap. Yep. What cheaper? Because and she's getting it. So you, we've just went through this mad crazy thing where everything's become desensitized. Aye. and people can't handle the truth people hate the truth yep and when you see that's why I like it is because it is kind of putting on different people he's had he's had pretty crazy folk. Yeah. he's had very right wing guys on very left wing guys and pushing the mag so you get a broad range yeah. and he's pretty cool with them all he's had a couple of slip ups getting drunk now but <laughs> I think uh, just the sheer number of people that that podcast reaches now is amazing for the fact that it's the true story, if you you know the the news media and all the rest of it are filtering the stories, but if you look at like the, I heard them talking about the you know NBC and all the American uh, TV news companies and that you know see the actual amount of people that actually watch that it's far far less than the people that listen to that podcast and the people that watch these shows they've got their it's funny because we're so now influenced by American politics because internet, right? Everybody yeah. looks like, everybody talks about Donald Trump. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? He has painted as a villain. Yeah, he's very uncouth and stuff, but see, really, all these politicians, they all do the same stuff. Exactly. Everybody's talking about, like, he's damaging people's lives at the border and these children and stuff, and this as well. Previous presidents have had, you know, drone, drone, drone campaigns yeah. and killing this. Is, so we can't, you want, you want that well-dressed, uh, cool guy here, uh, and it's hidden in the background. This is at least with Trump, and I'm no fan because he is. He's he's not what you like. Somebody says, "Would you like your child to turn out like him?" Like how he talks to people and things, right? And they're like, no, but the fact that at least you know he's a dick. <laughs> exactly. You're dealing with a dickhead because you, know you can see he's a dick. <laughs> and this is I don't like the ones. It's the whole going like back to smoking. The yeah, yeah. Filtering this is I just like things for what they are, so I can make my mind up intelligent or, or my gut feeling and saying. Nah, you can see he is what he is and I don't like it or I do like it. But again, we're, we're so influenced by this Americana influence still, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not, not his biggest fan, but if you look at no, some of the stuff he's done, it's it, it actually pretty good, some of the stuff he's doing. You know, he, he used to be I said the bottom line's actually working out too, too bad because like, he's done a lot of stuff for the unemployed and stuff. And I says it's just funny how if you start tallying up guys and they're like, well, he's gets good points, bad points, but it's funny how one's godly and all one's a demon, but they do the same things. Yeah, I, that's why you, your life shouldn't really be influenced by these politicians anyway you 
you've got stuff that you can do. Don't worry about that shit. I honestly don't. It's filling a void for many people's lives. I, I pay. But that's why you're off Facebook. I, I, I would uh, guess, eh? I, like, I just, I pay probably too little attention to what's going on in politics in the UK, but I just... Too, you can't, you can't the, do too little, mate. <laughs> the news as well, I don't really, generally don't keep people telling me, oh, did you see such and such happened in somewhere? And I'm like, no. And There's like, seven billion people out there. I don't want to hear well, all the bad ones. I, I just miss big events sometimes because I don't really pay Same. too much attention. But I, I've got enough going on that I don't need, I don't I need to do I want to live in the only world, mate. Like, I, I go back, like, sitting there, I speak with some of these guys who are so hung up in this bullshit and I'm like I don't care man I've got Aye. kids man I'm just dealing <laughs> with like, them see if it's go take them to the park don't sit and because it can get you angry exactly and it's, somebody says like the news is actually just designed like I used to work in the newspapers and stuff you know photographing is, and how it works and the bad stories more people are interested in Yeah. so not really interested in telling you the cool stuff and the good things it's like the bad things that happen with so many stories and stuff you can find out what you want just it's a it's a spiral though. It's like you start clicking on things, and then the algorithms kick in, and then suddenly all you're getting through your feeds on whatever platform you're on right is the you know there's just too much of that stuff coming at you. So just like take a step back from it. I like Twitter. I like Twitter how you can customize your news. Customize it. I'm quite new to it. within the last year. I've been using Twitter, and um, don't I don't really say much on it. I'm more a, a reader kind of thing. But yeah, but, I think I think a lot of people I find that are. It's like Facebook, you, you've got a, a public face that you need to put on. <laughs> and if you're in like me, like I've got a broad range of people from different backgrounds, different countries, different values. And you don't, like, I don't want to make people feel bad and stuff. So you just put out, like my photography there, I try and keep light with my shitty humor and things. Yeah. But Twitter, yeah, I kind of can get in the nitty gritty with certain things. Aye, yeah. I can follow, like, I actually followed like uh, extremes on stuff. Yeah. That I probably wouldn't do because like, oh, you're in business as well. If you look, it's both sides. I like the both sides. I like outliers that are doing this and this is with the Twitters. Like, that's my own wee thing again. Like, Aye. I'm not... Most of me is uh, UFC at the minute. It seems most of my feed kind of seems to be UFC. Are you quite a big UFC guy, mate? Aye. Again, something maybe from the last year or so. I've been balls uh, deep in that for such a long time. My brother, my younger brother, again, he's... David's we're very similar so and he picks up something and I'm like what's this and he's like you he just knows like you'll love us so we used to watch the flat when when I was at college so when I first met you that's how long we've been watching it for uh, okay. because we used to watch in the flat like, uh, it was like mad guys running about white guys with mullets and like karate <laughs> pants and stuff you know and sumo wrestlers just craziness I told and how they were the on the ground <laughs> the rules have changed the way but well the cool thing which I like now is I like the behind the scenes stuff because again I think the UFC guys are fighting with a lot of more philosophies and lifestyles and stuff like boxers. I love boxing, but uh-huh. I heard a separate thing to my mate. I says, but these guys are just pushing like recovery techniques, therapy, how they take things from different cultures and all, the, all yeah. the fighting from different parts has all came together. You know, they get the boxers mindset, but they're also bringing in the Kung Fu, but then they're doing the kind of stuff that's a bit far out there. Yeah, yeah. And I love all that, man. No, it's good. Um, actually, just remind me, they're listening to... Henry Cejudo on Joe Rogan. He's a madman. See, I never really like. I don't He's know why. He's very I never, unlikable. I didn't like but him. He plays a part. But I don't know why I didn't like him. Well, you know the funny thing is, he actually started. See if you actually go back to. He was on the Ultimate Fighter as a coach. Ah, He's right. a very religious guy. He's quite respectful. Yeah. And the guy he was fighting, he was pulling out. He says, "Listen, you're in a position. You're a role model. You should be doing the best for the kids." So he was too nice. 
so he didn't uh, get okay. the attention he wanted so yeah. he actually and he was a great fighter like the guy's an olympic champion yeah. ufc champion two different, two different weights, weights yeah. right so that's his whole thing isn't uh, it but Triple he C. wasn't getting paid he wasn't getting it so he done his whole Jeez. i'm gonna turn into the like a role almost, you know like yeah. and he plays it yeah. it's like that cody covington uh, guy uh, he was somebody. ready to get booted off yeah. being the and he's a great fighter <laughs> actually and he'd done the whole trump thing uh, and he became that bad Mega guy hat. and his paychecks get bigger no, it's good. so people like oh like and it was people like they just get caught up in that nonsense like the wwe yeah. sort of thing uh, it's almost like that aye but i listened to the podcast and i actually got to the end of it and thought oh, this guy's actually nice lots of the guys but it was interesting that his whole philosophy, if you, I don't know if you heard that one, his whole philosophy, it's during training in his training camp, every single sparring session, but I might be wrong there, it might not be everyone, but a lot of his sparring sessions, I think it was everyone actually, um, instead of just coming out and sparring, they would mimic coming out to the fight and they do the, you know, the bit where they're getting So it becomes checked. natural to them and all So that. when it comes to fight night, they've done it a thousand times and... Uh, it's not foreign to them uh, when they turn doesn't up. feel foreign. And it was right down to everything from, you know, getting checked for the... the uh, the medic and stuff like that before you get into the ring all that but every single bit so would you have caught in something else if it wasn't for Joe Rogan he says you get it's, it's, the background stuff that makes you think better and, and how you can attack stuff even done it went as far as playing his so he, he obviously he's doing a training camp for his next opponent he knows what their walking music would be so he plays their walking music first then he plays his and he walks in then he does his, spa, his uh, sparring session and you wonder why he's the best cause so the you, time he gets to the fight it's just oh, he's right, lucky he's, he's got good genetics he's this and that and like nah he just works so much harder than uh, everybody else I, but like you say we would never learned that if it wasn't for the, the podcast but uh, just various things like that you know you listen to um artists or people that make stuff and like you're just like, oh whatever I ever thought of that you know thinking about that, oh, that Alex Gray they had on you said the artist he's like a he does all the whole acid trip LSD sort of psilocybin drawings and stuff and oh that guy was nuts and then he's created this mad church place that's been crowd funded and they created right. this mad space and I've seen him pop up and all stuff and I'm like oh, that's thing mate and my pal like oh you seen this mad place check this this guy's painting I'm like well I know him <laughs> breaking down the full process and I'm like what it's just opened up the doors to so many different people and it says how you actually find most of them the same is the, the extreme focus on something yeah passion yeah like you're going back to your photography mate like, I came up here and uh You've got a new one that you're into drawing, so you're researching types of paper uh, and only, pens it's and a stuff. The thing I've, uh, I've not actually started drawing yet. That's where it goes. You've done. But I've done you're a, still sh- the research, a shed load of research. But, uh, <laughs> I love that too. But, but I committed this morning and ordered some pencils and some paper after. Well, after my bros are good drawers. You know that. I know. I've uh, yeah. I was. Uh, I've seen a lot of D- Davy stuff. Uh, and yeah. Davy's like, uh, I like because he, you know, researches techniques, so he'll tell you like pointillism yeah, and stuff, yeah. and who's doing what and pushing that like there's just certain guys that i know when they tell me something i'm like right i need to sit there and look at this because i know from them for them they tell me with that enthusiasm that they know i'm gonna dig it as well aye no um i remember sh- was it a f- daily doodle or something i used to do or i did it was a shame you get rid of that aye um, i used to enjoy seeing them um but that's again daily doodle how cool is that even something he's probably not thinking right that if I push myself to do this every day, how yeah. good am I going to get? Ah, exactly. No, I was very impressed. He done. I remember the one he some of the ones he done. There was one with the Erskine Bridge, and it was a kind of bright. And I'm trying to remember it now. It was a kind of nice bright colours, and it was a certain style he done the picture in. Just like that, it's classic. No, what is, some of his paintings are just phenomenal. Because I've got quite a bit uh, of his work as well, and 
back in the day, I'd done all the pictures of his work, so I get to see it as well. And it says there's something special about the oil and canvas and stuff yeah. and that as well. But he still he still does his, uh, his drawings and stuff, and he puts it out there. Dave is working on the trains now, so he's always got his notepads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you dropping your camera, mate, and running about with no, a paintbrush and a pencil or what? I always just, I don't know what it is, I always just wanted to... Create, mate, it's, it's creativity, like a... I'll show you afterwards. It's just sitting on top there. It's um, I've got my great granddad's medals, uh, and I've always just had my my grand gave them years and years ago. Um, That's awesome, man. And she so fought in World War One and World War Two, and Bad I was the, I was the oldest grandson, so I got I, so you the rest of them. No, no, so I got the I got them uh, years and years ago. So it was always my idea about doing something, some sort of display with them, you know. And um, eventually during lockdown, eventually got this is like. 20 year, 30 years later you know eventually done something about it so I've made a, I'll, I'll show you afterwards but um, it's just the creativity I just like doing things being creative doing things with my hands. don't consume all the time that's what I've been telling my boy as well it was another guy I was on Twitter I follow quite a lot of positive guys Yeah. on Twitter and mindset guys because I need that I'm I was very undisciplined right? you, you're the type of guy that I'm lucky to have connected with because you're a disciplined guy and I was talking to Curtis is like I I love when people say nice things about me and my photography, right? But yeah. I'm like, you know what? I've actually been created through like even big ones like, you know, my family, yeah. you know, my wife, my mum, my father, my brothers and stuff. But certain friends that just get me doing stuff that Aye. push me and I, I love that. And I've been very undisciplined, but now I'm starting to get more disciplined yeah, yeah. and stuff. And that's how you, you get good. And the big one they were saying is like, we're consuming all the time. We're sitting watching videos. Like, create a video, man. I was literally... Take just... pictures. Stop looking at pictures. Go take them. And what you're saying, the drawing. I love watching Dave's and be inspired. Yeah. But don't sit there because you'll just sit there. Like, your your uh, belly growing and stuff. Looking at everybody with your beer in your hand. is like, get out there and do it, man. I was just about to say, you're saying, oh, you're disciplined. I was, like, I was just about to say, that's a downfall sometimes because sometimes I do sit too early in the, the stage of things and I'm like thinking about what I'm going to do and sometimes I wish you can I was beat yourself like, into submission with it go and learn try it make, make a mistake podcast. learn do you know how many times I've made an ass of this man I'm leaving getting to man I've embarrassed myself <laughs> I could sit and I can look at audio software what I need hardware wise and I love toys yeah, yeah. Like, you're the same as me yeah. like I love the Gadgets microphones look for yeah. stuff how it all works the yeah, I love to and get I'm buying tools and stuff but you got to just go at some point fuck it man and, and dive in make the mistakes and see if you don't even need to be the most intelligent guy. He's like, I tell my boy all the time, mistakes are good, mate, if yep. you do it right. Because if you make a bad one, you know you don't do that yeah, that way, that again, exactly. and you've learned the hard way. But that the hard way is the best way. And it says you can sit there and look, but then you can build up, oh, this needs to be perfect. <laughs> Joe's Rogan's podcast, you know, like, uh, you can go back and listen to his first ones? couple. Aye. Mate, they're horrendous. Yep, he's they're interesting, but the audio... The shit they talk about. Yeah, you can see the His dodgy sponsorship with the <laughs> flashlight, you know what I mean? That's right, I forgot about that. Hey. Crazy stuff. You go back and that's what it's saying. You've got to start. And if you're watching a video guy, I've been doing a lot of videos and I like you know, the proper lightning yeah. and getting the sound right. And he says, go back to most guys' first ones. They're crap. But you see refinement with a guy that stays focused. Yeah. And if you're going to get beat up and go like, I just give up. run away crying because yeah. it didn't work out the first time, I you'll never do it. It's like that. Oh, see all these old cliches everybody says like knock down get back up yeah it sounds like bullshit when you're growing up didn't they uh, so but now true, they're just they uh, couldn't hold so true you know that's and that's why I like following these guys because sometimes you need that and we can fall in these traps like, I'm a big one that's 
like I've been in the studio and the girl comes in and helps me uh, set up. Great girl, right? But sometimes she's like, God, man, you feel go off and ranch, don't you? And I'm just like, <laughs> I know, I vent a wee bit, but I'm working here and I'm just talking and people just get caught up in bullshit non-stop. Aye, See, yeah. if you're depressed and stuff, right, which oh, happens to everybody. Yeah. Are you depressed coming back down a mountain? You ever felt bad coming back down a mountain? No, you're just, elated. Exactly. You feel amazing. But it sucked going up it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're carrying too much camera gear. Oh, that mate, that's what I say. It's like that bag of cement on your back, right? Aye. And I get two crank blisters, like, proper, because I took my shoes off the other day and just got... Because uh, he's like, ah, what's that? <laughs> and I was blistered. She's like, why did it look that? It was just, you know, the horrible <laughs> pink jelly hanging off. And I'm like, oh, they sucked. They just, I hadn't I tied my boots properly. Aye. And uh, the, the old sweaty feet and stuff, I was just, it was just bad. And I'm like, it sucked going up. But it says you see up, I get a cracking picture in the back down, man. I'm like, I felt great, man. It's like, I, can't, I need to try and discipline myself. I always take too much gear. Realise afterwards, like, I knew I shouldn't have taken that. And I just, I just stopped. Refinement. And then the next time I go to go, and I go, oh, I'll just take that extra lens just in case. And then I'll huff that about. And then the whole time I'm hating it because of the extra I weight. quite like it. It's like when I go on my bike, my bike, like we just cycle. I don't go up. The, the mountains in my bike and do the downhill stuff because I'll end up falling off cracking my head sort of thing right but I go out with bagger clothes that maybe you know these guys and guys I'm not being funny man who wants to see a guy wearing lycra man it's horrible <laughs> you know what I mean especially clay bank stuff you know you're just like oh, I mean, too much in show I like the resistance because I like to push myself a wee bit better Aye. I like the heavy bag in a way I hate it going up but then I go up I'm like I've really pushed myself there and it's I a guess great it's feeling a challenge. the harder it was the better you feel I done a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks ago I went on a cycle trip um, and the resistance was the worst thing I'd done. So me and my mate, you know, you know who I went with. Yep. Um, but they, you went up to the the most photographic of places that I've been in uh, the United Kingdom. And How many pictures do you take, Eddie? Six and I think three of them are a bust and the other, You're a banger. The other three are mints, but... Uh, Aye, so we decided... We're well, you went to, up for... Was it just like a cycling thing? It was a cycling trip. We decided we're going to cycle out our Hebrides, um, get the ferry from Oban to Barra, and then basically cycle up through the islands all the way to the north point of Harris. Beautiful um, up there, eh? Lockdown happened. The ferry... The Calmac changed their timetable. It was essential ones only and all that. So we had to kind of wait. Eventually got to the point, um, the ferries opened back up, and we started booking it. There's a couple of internal ferries you need to do. Um, between islands and then realised that we couldn't get the ferry home from Stornoway to Ullapool it was booked for a solid week from the dates we were trying to get to it but I'd already booked the previous ferries by this point so we were kind of in a situation so we quickly changed the plan decided to get the ferry to Uig and Sky, and then cycle back down Sky. so essentially we went up half of the Hebrides cut across the sky, and then cycled down Sky. But on the lead up, we were kind of planning. The original plan was we'd take panniers that would restrict us to what we took weight-wise. Um, th- that would be a good thing so we end up not taking too much. But then I was like, all right, I want to take my tripod, camera, my filters, my drone, screwed, isn't it? My, my GoPro. You know, I was like, there's so much stuff I wanted to take. We then started talking about trailers and eventually we settled on we'd take a, tra- a bike trailer each. So it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Fired it all in. Honestly, mate, never again. It was just... So the, the weather, <laughs> Jamie's most of our time. Honestly, like, the weather came in one of the days. It was like a yellow warning for rain and wind, and I've never experienced anything like it. We ended up cycling eighty miles that day. It took us wow twelve hours. That is some crazy saddle ass. Um, Toned this ton weight behind us. I feel like throwing the trailer away at one point, but all my camera gear was in it, so right, I need to keep pulling it. 
Um, and then another day when we went down through Sky, it was the absolute opposite. It was an amazing weather, sunburn. Eh, sorry, the sun was out. Ended up getting, you can still see the line in my leg there <laughs> where I get sunburned. Uh, so I, it was it was good, but it was more a physical challenge than a week's nice cycle. And it holiday. sucks when you're doing it. There's no I, I, just I, I you feel. Hating it. Wanted to give up. But couldn't they give up though? We're so far away. It's funny how like, and you, you, you're talking about it as a happy thing. No, no, you know? it's, it's becoming a happy memory now. It's like a week's pa- two weeks has passed and I'm like, actually, do you know what? That was pretty cool. We've seen some pretty I cool I was surprised. Sex. I actually uh, told my pal who we go cycling and he's an odd boy that he's never off it and he's like, they don't have many. He says, is they embellishing the truth here for uh, social media purposes? But I'm like, I don't know, but I know Eddie would be up for some craziness, but... The mistake I made, mate, we based it on a 60 mile a day cycle. But that was me thinking all right i'm on my road bike on the flat here and no way you know suddenly we're on a about my hybrid uh, g made a mountain bike uh and we're, we're towing this weight like i say so we should have 20 to 30 a day would have been more sensible so that was a mistake the second mistake we made was the 80 mile day we had a, we done google maps cycle route and it said 60 so we're right let's just keep pushing because we, we thought we might need to stop because of the weather we'll stop at 30 and we got 30 right, 40 or we're at 40 now let's go to 50 and so on and so forth thinking we had to get to 60 following the Hebridean way it was all signposted it's like an official cycle route um, didn't realise it took you the scenic route so instead of just going up this main road and getting to where we were trying to get to it took us away down to the shore and now we're around this uh, sort of point uh, one of the islands and we're like you're at 70 mile 75 mile we're into a, sh- a spa we found a spa I'm like where's Bernary and they're like oh you've still got a good bit to go and I was like, honestly felt like lying down and yeah, crying just punch in the gut, yeah. but we got there and uh, like I say I'm looking back now and did see some cool sights, you know, the amazing scenery, you know, even in the bad weather, you know, the, the mist and the rain and the... Oh, the atmosphere up there is amazing, Superb, man. but like I say, six photos, it was, I carried, I, I towed my camera and tripod, wait for nothing. So I've that, done that a few times, but if you never took it... Aye, something mental would have happened, I did the just, best it, sunset you ever. Just, it would have ruined your holiday, you just, that's the, the photographer's guilt, you know, you're just like, you need it with you in a way, don't aye. you? Aye. I've got a lot of, I've not edited, edited it yet, but I've got a lot of uh, video footage, I'm going to just pull a, a wee trip video. Did you take up your took the drone Osmo, as well. is it? Yeah, I took the Osmo Pocket, took the GoPro and took the, the Mavic. Did you get the drone flying as well? I did, the first night uh, we camped at the top of Barra, the next morning we had to wait to get the ferry to, the, to uh, Eriski, and the beach is actually Barra Airport, so when the tide goes out they use the beach as an airport, and when the tide comes in it's like six inches deep um, for the whole bay so you get this cool blue water effect and you can see the sand through it, it looks like a tropical beach basically you're camped right on the shore of that amazing So I've have got, you checked all your footage and stuff? Uh, aye I'll, I'll show you something after this actually I've got um, went good? you pleased? aye reasonably pleased with the, the drone stuff um, still learning with the video though I forgot the 180 degree rule when you double your shutter speed for the frame rate so I should have been at a 50th and I that. think I don't know um, what was that. It's a wee bit. There's a wee bit. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, not, quite, it's not as smooth yeah. looking. Um, so um, that's another thing. I'm kind of learning the news, the whole video side yeah, of things. But that's you would never. You can read the stuff. It's like you got to find. It's another one. Go out and make the mistake. Yeah, it? Why does that not look right? Well, that's the reason. Um, so I the GoPro stuff. Some of the I need to look at it more. But some of the stuff I was looking back on when it was a kind of bright day when there was a lot of cloud and stuff. That's maybe. I don't, do, I don't do colour grading yet, so I'm kind of using the built-in GoPro colour um, profile. It's fine. It looks great seeing the... Because colour grading is quite doable, mate. If it's, the light's good, it's, it's you fine. You understand but, if you've talked like your highlights and shadows and just adding tints. And 
that is a that the video side of things is something within the last six months I'm kind of starting to go down that path and I'm trying to learn and try to practice and see what I get with it but I've not got to the kind of flat profiles yet and colour grading but yeah you need to strip it down shoot raw kind of and so you're retaining highlights and bringing out shadows and stuff I know uh, I've also just I was editing on my iPad, iPad Pro I was using um, Luma Fusion Luma Fusion sorry um, dead intuitive easy to, you know, it was my first time editing stuff together and I was, I was able to kind of pick up pretty fast but I'm now using um, Resolve yep DaVinci DaVinci Resolve so I'm, I'm very new to that within like this trip will be the first uh, video edit on it sort of thing so it's taking a wee bit longer than normal but I'm enjoying the process I like yeah, learning new yeah. software a lot of people will use them just for colour grading DaVinci yeah that's so I think they started this kind of industry standard I think maybe maybe not that I've maybe not a, a, a skill there no but, but you get a lot of big productions using it aye. and a lot of editors you'll use it and you can get plugins to do other stuff because I had looked at when I first started I actually I get pushed into it a wee bit I've always kind of enjoyed messed about, but then somebody's going, you do this job? And you're like, yeah, hey, I, <laughs> and it was like, what? And I was looking like, what do I use to edit and stuff? And it's, aye, it was, use Mac guys have got a wee bit easier, I think, just because you can do it. Like, even if I had, what's the, you've got that generic one, that they, iMovies and stuff, like, aye, you can do yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like Casey Neistat, you know him, the yeah, yeah, YouTube, YouTube boy. Yeah. Like that's where he started. Ah, right. Doing his movies and iMovie and stuff because it's that doable. I'm now back fully, fully PC. Sold, sold the iPad. Oh there. yeah, aye. I sold the iPad Pro to fund the PC build. Um, my MacBook. I've still got a MacBook, but I just use it for browsing now. But I was fully editing my photos. I Lightroom and Photoshop was MacBook, but it's a 2015 model, so it was starting to get to the point where it just it was starting to slow down to when I was doing certain tasks. Comes a chore a wee bit, doesn't it? When um, you're doing the video editing on an older machine. So I decided I sold the the iPad Pro because the only thing I was actually doing on it was the video editing, and I knew I could go to DaVinci. Um, and then built the PC, so just built, built a beast PC for the editing. So oh, edit during the PC rabbit hole, were you for? I was always anyway before, kind of, that was when it wasn't until I got Did that. you build it yourself? Yeah, I built it myself, aye. So. I've, uh, it's something that I've kind of maybe thought about doing, but it's always come to the crunch, I'm like, oh, I'll just get a deal. <laughs> First one in 10 years I've built, but I was always before that, I would always build my PCs. It's just something for when... When he started getting, yeah, not when they started coming out, but when I started getting PCs, I just always built them uh, myself and learned over the years what I was trying to do and just try to keep. Obviously, technology changes quite quick, but it's kind of the same, in. isn't it? Your motherboard, your processor, the basis your of it's the same. I it's just what goes with what kind of thing changes. Yeah, and it, the, it, does it have to when do you put a sandwich together? Is it going to hold aye. together? So there was a wee bit of research for for this one. I just done this one within the last six months, maybe. Um, bye, it's going good. What kind Back of screen are you talking there? Uh, so, 4K BenQ screen. Um, it's one of their, um, it's actually made for, what is it, how did they word that? It's made for designers, media or something. Uh, designers or media, but uh, photography was one of the things. It's quite a good um, profiling straight out of the box, sort of thing. But like I say, I've now recalibrated it, but uh, that was one of the, the, the things they kind of sold on it. So, it's, I'm, I'm quite liking it though. Aye. Nah, it's great when you get the new machines and they're just flying. This is like I the video is a big one that you need power because it's just it's otherwise yeah. it's horrible. That uh, the MacBook, like I say, two thousand fifteen, fifteen inch screen as well. So wasn't a big working space. Couldn't handle the four K footage. The iPad Pro, the, I got the new iPad Pro uh, to edit the footage on. It is a beast. It was it was faster than a lot of the computers I was using. But faster than my work's laptop and all that. Um, but it was a lot of money tied up with something I was only using to edit video on. 
Whereas I thought, right, you chop just... and change. I'm the same. It's like I don't hold on to tech as well for too long. If I'm gonna, I'm not really using this way. I thought is I'll sell it where it holds value and then move on and do other stuff. Other stuff you and refine use. refine yeah. the process. So because this now and it's funny, <laughs> I thought I was super happy with my my photography setup. Like for the last, I'd say maybe the last two years, maybe lenses, cameras, yeah. and everything. I just I've got the bag, and I'm just looking happy. But now it's like fuck, man. I think I I want to go down soon at uh, Sony. And I'm just like, yep. for, but I had a real long time there, and I'm like, you know what? I feel happy. I've got my my lens line up, you know, different jobs because I've like same as you like that focal length. I bought I bought the twenty eight, yeah, and that's nice. But I like thirty five. Uh, yeah. Buying and selling, and, and I'm just that refinement till it's perfect, and I just feel really good when I'm turning up a job. I know what I've got. I know what I'm capable of, and it says like, I, no, I get you. With the, a lot of people will come to me for advice, and it says like. Don't get a desktop, yeah, because you don't need it. Yeah, it depends what you're doing. No, like for like I say, even uh, some people like I say, use your phone. Don't get a point and shoot because you'll get better IQ, you know, and image quality. You'll be able to edit in your phone, and then the distribute how you can distribute it, how you can save it and stuff. I says you're just better maybe buy an spare battery or something. Yeah, use these apps to do it. You're you're not going to get what you want, but then they'll tell me reason. I want the thing, man. Am I right? Okay. Exactly. If you're if you're only so that's overkill for too much. But well, if you're only posting to Instagram and Facebook every day, there's no point. You don't need a sixty megapixel Unless you enjoy camera. It, but I'm just saying, if they're looking for advice, take of it, but if it's, you know if you're starting out kind of thing, you don't need. I love my desktops. I, but love... I do like editing on the desktop. I I got used to the fifteen inch laptop screen to the point where it was fine, and I was like, all right, this is. This do you is... use that wee toggle board and stuff? Aye, just, I can't. So I got used to all that. I get a mouse if I edit. I can't edit without a mouse. I was talking back to this twenty. So there's a twenty seven uh, inch screen there, and I was like, straight away, I was like, oh, I, just I, remember, get, I remember too much better. I do twenty four side by side. Brilliant. I love it. I literally, I'm getting like, I can't, I can't just work off one screen. <laughs> I've got the two PCs running as well, so I can. It's just I, I've got that set up that I feel dead comfortable, dead. Uh, gives you a lot of confidence, doesn't it? Ultimately, I'd quite like to get a second one of those. Sitting. It was actually you that got me doing this phone. What's that? Uh, one that I wanted two screens when I seen your setup uh, ages and ages ago. I'm like, actually, ah, I want my real cool. estate for the images uh, big. Or like you, maybe YouTube one or whoever, whatever Wait, another screen. <laughs> if, I'm editing, <laughs> if I'm doing like, especially say a wedding or something, Aye. I'm going through, I liked, like, I, I liked the whole process so i like my room tidy yeah uh, window opening a bit of fresh air i, I want get the light room, especially good uh, I, you know yep. just everything set up because i'm going to be sitting there and i'm going to be editing like say 500 plus images Aye. i want them to be consistent look wise just that i'm in a happy place because you're saying about your workplace you know you need to be comfortable i, I love it as well mate i uh, know me too I don't, so it's not my work but uh, I, do, your I, work. I do love it though it's uh, your work <laughs> you put all the effort and stuff mate as it says and doesn't matter what you like or what you do. I believe pushing yourself, you'll just get the best results ever. And it says I like you because I've, I've been Eddie's been the guy who's fasted. You know, you when you were fasting for a while, you were big in the running. Yeah, you were doing the Monroe for too a while. Things, mate. I still try. I'm the same too, mate. Yeah. But you too know, many hobbies. That's the problem. Just got to be happy. I know. But photography's good because you can combine them. Aye, no, that's 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 uh, the biggest thing for me. Is like I love sports. I've met heroes of mine you know I've been in cool circumstances sporting events yeah. music I've met guys personally spoken to them I've photographed them I've had that buzz of that I love going up the mountains everything photography like yeah. I says that's the one good thing Aye. 
because I'm in like I've got golf clubs of no use for years because yeah, I was you in a golf for a wheel and move on, but I've done golf outings for photograph and I just I'm back in it all the time and I love that sort Aye. of thing. That's why the podcast doing I'm like fuck I've got quite a broad range of stuff that I'm I'm into. Yeah. Certain things are pushed by I'm like, that's why I believe like the photography is probably my greatest achievement that I've done skill wise and things because yeah, yeah. I've done it for so long and the passion's never really left me, which Aye. is a hard thing. Yeah, no, it's uh, once it kind of something like that grabs you like that, isn't it? It's it's good. That's good, mate. And you know what? It's been good. I was hoping we maybe talk a wee bit more about your engineering side of things, <laughs> but that never. But Eddie, your your company going back, you've actually done a lot of the work for the Kelpies. You know, for yeah, my, I worked uh, my previous employer. We done the sort of the infrastructure, the the base that they sit on, all the roads that come into it, all the hard landscaping on the sort of river there and all that. We done all that, but then another company came in and landed the, the actual steel work. It was kind of fabricated off How long did it take for them to throw them up? They're impressive. I don't know if anybody's seen them, but you've got wicked pictures of them as well. We're just looking through some of your... Aye. For, a book you printed and you quite like that one. You get the... A different the light change and the different, the, the different view. They went really nice together it's a fantastic place, man. No, I was gutted. I actually worked uh, briefly on that project and they took me away before they landed the Kelpies. So the first oh, time really? I seen it was, uh, was when everybody else kind of went back. Because you, I got a bit of a feel for it because remember, it was the, you had that company and I've, I've since, I don't know if it's the same company, but they do the time-lapse stuff. Yes, aye. That's uh, really cool, eh? Where they show the process of it going up and, you know, uh, condensing that time that it's thrown up in jig time uh, we do that quite a lot and we'll put together kind of marketing videos almost or the jobs that we do um, and we'll, we'll incorporate time lapse on certain ones depends on what it is if it's just a run of the mill job we won't bother with the cost of it obviously but um, if it's something that looks pretty cool you know like a cool cool bridge or cool structure we'll, uh, we'll do I time lapse well. a few progress of the building things and the, I'd seen the setup for the uh, I didn't actually see the camera itself, but I seen like they, they use the pelly cases. Like pelly cases are reinforced, waterproof, take a lot of shock. Yeah. Box, uh, these uh, storage cases, so they they've got the camera inside of that. They've got the batteries. I think that was AC powered. No, was it? I can't remember, but because obviously it's there for a long time. Yeah. That was quite interesting in how they fixed it. They put up a bit of scaffolding and I ran off it. Up. Yeah. I really like that. Some of them you get like solar ones and stuff like that recharges the. Twelve no, you'll see quite a lot of them. This one already charged the time lapse camera, but no, it's pretty cool. Uh, time lapse as well. You take the kids up there. Oh, look, dad, dad, it's, safe. It's one of the. This is the, this is a bit of daddy's work here. Both people no, oh, you're like, born. They're uh, driving along motorways and they're like, oh, I was, uh, was involved in that bridge. Uh, built that bridge. Oh, obviously not too, single-handedly, mate. mate. But you know, like my father-in-law was an engineer too, and I says like, there's something about an engineer, like. The jokes are terrible, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's like you can apply. It's like that. Go back. That's that thought process that you've got that you can apply to things. Like her dad's another one that he can turn his hand to some more things. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he loves to then disappear. He's come back. Like we've been helping in the garden. He's like Brian. I brought up these blueprints and stuff. You <laughs> know, we're gonna do this. We we'll do that. And I'm like, I know, just build the wall here, Eddie. But he's. His measurements and stuff are so precise. We he had the stuff planned so far ahead. We had a bit of a. From mistakes too, but how we had to put this wall up, it had to be a certain position, a certain height, and it was like obviously you get your where to do the groundwork, yeah, the foundation, yeah. you know, like putting the, the drainage, the concrete, the taking the mortar size, the bricks, 
join it all up and had all the measurements and it just it was amazing like we got it and my friend was there too and he's like oh yeah it was just a moment <laughs> oh, all, his, all, his, all his calculations worked out we got it and that's something that I do struggle with I think I'm a, just the creative guy that I kind of just say I want this and I can come up with that Aye. but I love like use guys that no let's mind we need this we can break this I'll get you this time because we'll take this we need to see unforeseen circumstances I like that and that's why that we we shoot some great stuff because Eddie was going through a really cool book that he you'd printed and lots of our stuff's crossed over isn't it you uh, were, yeah. I was there yeah. for some uh, you were right. some, and yeah. I've just dropped off a calendar and you know it's like been there been there been there and I'm like you were there with me <laughs> No, I don't know what it is. It's just like my nature, I suppose. My dad... I think was, you need to be a certain type of... My, my dad was a sheet metal worker on the North Sea for like 30 years. His dad was a sheet metal worker in the in the shipyards. And you broke the chain? Uh, my dad's right in there, like, still good at wood, uh, you know, woodworking, Great building stuff hands. with timber and all that. And that, like, I feel as a farm as well. I like working with wood and all that. And I don't know, I think I just kind of built in, kind of the way I, way I was brought up. It's the, it's the... I think, like... I remember people like you are what your parents brought you up to be, right? But then again, you're influenced by your your pals. But yeah. there's things that go back that if your dad was doing something, it just becomes very Photog- natural. Photography, and photography. My dad, uh, you know, you're, t- you're talking earlier when you started. You were uh, film. I've, I've never shot film or, or developed it or anything like that. Uh, I started on digital, like I say, on the auto mode for years. It was until like 2011 that I actually learned how to uh, the exposure triangle and all that sort of stuff. My dad, though, he was always a keen photographer, shooting film. He always shot Canon, probably why I ended up on Canon. When he worked on the rigs, uh, so the, on the downtime at night, you know, there was like a cinema, a gym, but there was also a dark room. So they had their own wee uh, almost cool, club and he would take his film and he would develop it and he'd come back and he'd be showing me like he'd be writing on the back of him this was certain settings of I don't know if it's the chemicals I have Working no clue man, I didn't know that uh, all different exposures and he was like trying to explain to me how the it goes from the film onto the paper which I still don't fully understand I'll be totally honest with you and I don't know that just, just stuck all in my head sensitive and stuff yeah and on holidays and stuff taking you back to your DSLR childhood the good stuff your old boy because at that age obviously he's your hero and stuff you know yeah, and, and so I, I honestly think that's how uh how I ended up doing the well it must be that's how I ended up doing the photography or path. just the, the, when you reconnect with it you're like this feels right like, going back and my mum always laughs and stuff she's like oh, you get the talent from me and stuff and I'm like <laughs> but my mum always took pictures but it was very you know instamatic automatic cameras yeah. but she, my mum like from the day I was born to like say 15 I've got like an album that's documented basically everything yeah you know and she's got so many cool moments to look back we've seen what we had for like the Christmas presents family members and then going back my gran we lost I think that they lost pictures because that, their house got bombed during the blitz but we've got pictures like my gran she's 17 she just passed away there at 103 oh wow and these pictures I go back and I'm like look at a quality that picture ah yeah Something it's done with a large format camera yeah. these guys were proper trades guys right it's uh, mounted on a bit of a uh, card so it's it's kept it, and it says, "You think that your USB is going to stand about, going to survive twenty, thirty years and stuff?" And it says, "Try and test that's going back to the print and why it's yep. so important." And that's cool that you've done that because 
you're going to have these physical things that the kids can pass on and remember. You've literally just remember, we were talking about me getting the printer earlier, and I was saying it was about getting that extra stage of the process, but the, you actually forgot until you said right there, the fundamental thing for me is I've got the worry of... Tangible in your hand. I've got all these hard drives, you know, when I'm dead and gone, who's going to, they're going to be in a box and they're going to decay and they're not going to be able to get access well, to I always say it's not a case of if, it's a case of when they uh, die. Exactly. And, you know, my kids aren't going to... All right, there's dad's hard drives. I'm not going to write. All right, let's let's get dad's old phone. Let's transfer them over to the new technologies. Yeah. No, it's never going to happen. So it, I actually got panicky about it. I was like, right, do you know what? I need to, not so much with the landscape stuff. Right, fair enough. That'll be. I've got the, that's a personal thing too. Printed the photo book now. I, I can, the kids will have that to look at when I'm, when I'm going. But it's more the the family stuff. You know, the photos of them when they're babies and grown up and all the rest of it. All the memories of stuck caught. in a shoebox that they get can in a shoebox, get in a loft, and they get passed. We've done down. it. We've taken the stuff and they're like, oh, don't you know? We do it the phone too. Like even I've got the old ones, but I'm finding myself that I get the two big, huge hard drives there, right? So I basically put all my hard drives on them. Yeah. And that was like during lockdown, I'm at project time, get it on, get about it, terabytes and terabytes yeah. of pictures. And, and I'm like, God, mind, I want to do this every so often. Yeah, that took days, like copying over the, yeah. the, the copy time. I think it was like two days of moving the data over. And yeah. I'm like, I need to get more. Actually, in saying this, I need to get some more printed as well. Aye. It's something that I don't do enough. And this is the guy, I think he was one of the co founders of Google who said that as well. Ah, right. I, and I used that in a wee article that I wrote that he's saying, like, print your pictures. Yeah. He says, just, you never know when that goes down, you never... There'll be a void in the world, uh, you know, in, in, in the future, there'll be a void of family history about people realising it because it's on people's phones and all I that. Know, I and spoke to my pal, like, he'd lost, he lost his phone, so he'd lost pictures of his, his kids' first days at schools and stuff, and I'm like, man, just... Right. I know I know, we back up with the clouds getting easier and stuff, and hopefully once it's there, you can make multiple copies, And but I'm like... You just know your prints. Yeah. They're there. And it says it's a, it's a great gift to give to people as well. You've got, Aye. you know, you turn up this and picture the kids and stuff. That's the other idea. I've got, I've got a couple of uh, blank albums sitting there. I'm thinking, you know, for um, various bits and bobs about what I can do for people, you know, it makes good gifts, doesn't it? You Absolutely. The, you know, when you, like, like, what you do for somebody's got everything, it's like something a bit more pulled in the heartstrings. Aye. Aye, definitely, mate. Um, I've even seen that there. I'd like to get back into it. I send away from my prints and I tell most people because it is it's a lot of in, you know like the ink yeah the paper and stuff there's a lot of consumables but involved, outlay, but but the stuff looks brilliant as long as you print regular enough this is the way I've convinced myself anyway as long as you print regular regular enough and I was going to be getting the prints done anyway at Loxley uh, you, you put money to Loxley years ago I've been kind of using them since but so if I'm going to be spending that money anyway when you work out the price per, per print after a certain amount of time, you're you're cheaper than sending it out. So as long as you, because uh, again, that's the advice. It's like, what what are you gonna do? But you've that's a project for you. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, it's rewarding as anything. See when you just see it come out, you're holding, you slice it on the slice it to its size, and then you're holding nah, it. The there. Board that says I love it. I've got the kids that we do that, and it's such a satisfying thing. Isn't uh, it? <laughs> it's just, just holding this print. You're like, I, I shot that photo, took it home, edited it, chose the paper, printed that, and boom, there you go. You can, put it on a wall you know it's like yeah and I've seen it mate the the, the, the real deal don't they yeah, aye. I can tell because we spoke about that and I'm like oh I hate talking to there's certain guys I hate <laughs> gas gear acquisition oh I just like <laughs> I, it says my my mate will come up and he'll like well I shot this camera and I'm like why what are you, what are you doing <laughs> and he knows a couple of weeks later you end up buying that another camera right my mate done it with his bike he get a full suspension um, Santa Cruz bike aye that uh, 
carbon body oh, and it's got nice no welds and everything. Yeah. It's just like, that's a bit of art. And you sit on it, you don't feel anything. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do this, man. It's the last thing you need <laughs> Find yourself life. home Googling Cinema. Uh, and then you're, you're doing the printer. But again, I love stuff too, mate. And I love creating. And you definitely, there's just certain guys that know how to uh, financially burden me. Yep. <laughs> but I, I'm looking at that. I'm not there at the moment. I've got a lot of things, but I would like to do that. I used to do framing back in the day as well. Ah, you were saying, aye. Aye. No, getting the full thing. I've been done just about all the aspects of it. That there is just a great thing. Uh, but mate, I, d- I know you're a wee bit nervous to do today, but ah, I was like, what were we going to talk about? It's a <laughs> no, good it's been good, aye, yep. Bit of therapy a wee bit. I, I won't lie, mate, I'm sitting here sweating, but apart from that... <laughs> no, you've never known, mate. It's, it's, I think when you talk about the stuff you love, it, people sense aye, it as well. easy to talk. So I'm listening to these three or uh, Joe Rogan podcasts, and then I'm like, how am I going to even talk for an hour, you know? It flies in. That's we're now over. We're nearly an hour and twenty minutes now. All right. Spot I'm on. not going for the three hours. I kind of I like the hour sort of thing. Yeah, so but again, everybody's kind of be going to be different. But mate, you've done well. No, listen. I know we've been talking about doing it for ages. I'm glad we got it done. I pestered you, didn't I? And uh, there's been a few guys. Oh, uh, uh, I'm like, I know they'll enjoy doing it, <laughs> and I'm like, I want them on as well. Aye. I've been enjoying. I've been listening. I've been t- talking about it before we started there. I've been enjoying the ones you've done so far. So well done, mate. It's, it's good. Just me getting creative for people. It'll be like, what, what's this guy doing now? But do we care, man? We just do our thing and keep on. A, as long as we're not consuming all our time and out there doing it, man. That's I it. think we're kind of in a happy place, mate. So thanks again, mate. Right? No, spot on. I appreciate it. Catch you later. Cheers. Woo!